You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, John Schwab here, and welcome to a very special episode of Welcome to the Rock, a series dedicated to the success story that is the hit musical, Come From Away. Rarely have we had the opportunity to take you on a real deep dive into a show like we have with this series, bringing you not only behind the curtain, but beneath the skin of the show, talking to the real life people that inspire the musical, as well as the creatives and the cast. If you didn't know, Come From Away tells the story of how the inhabitants of a small rural community on a Canadian island came to be involved in a musical that transformed one of the most tragic days in human history into one of the biggest shows in modern times. Now, the Come From Away team didn't want to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the events of September 11, 2001 without sitting down with the current Weston company and really drilling down into their personal experiences of that day. And in this episode, you'll meet London cast members Alice Fern, Harry Morrison, Gemma Knight-Jones, Kate Graham, Sam Oladende, and Jonathan Andrew Hume. Welcome to our September 11th commemorative episode of Welcome to the Rock. Welcome to the Rock! Today, we're talking to a handful of cast members of the West End Company of Come From Away. They sat down around a table to discuss how the events of September 11, 2001 changed their lives and how they changed even further when they landed a role in this beloved musical. Jonathan Andrew Hume, who plays Kevin J, Ali, and others, kicks it all off. Hi, everybody. Hi, Johnny. Hey. Um, so, we are in a place where it's, it's, we've just had the 20th anniversary of September 11th, um, and uh, I think it's kind of poignant that we sit down and talk about those times and how we how we felt at the time, what kind of impact it had on our lives, um, and also the fact that we're in this fantastic show, which is based around the events afterwards and what that means to us. And we just had our twi- you know we had our anniversary yeah. concert, our anniversary performance. On it's this kind of important to talk about it as well, I think, mm. because mm. if you sort of let it go by, it, I mean, the, the amazing thing that our producer said when he came on the day. Um, is is you know we, we don't want like sort of we can't celebrate it. It's not a celebration. But at the end of the day, the show wouldn't exist mm-hmm. if it wasn't for 
September the 11th, yeah. Yeah. Um, 2001. So you have to acknowledge it is the most important thing. Mm. Um, and so I think, and it does, I mean, I, I have never done a show on, I know that you've done one on 9-11 before, haven't you? And you, Harry, as well, right? Yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah, mm. but we, the other, the yeah. other we hadn't, had we? Right. Um, yeah. And I think, um, I don't know how it felt last time, if it felt similar, if you can remember it, because <laughs> we had a gap, but, um, <laughs> but I, I knew it would be, it would feel different, but I don't think I was quite expecting it to feel quite as emotional as I did. Yeah. Because yeah. I've, I've, I've had lived through 20 years of, of anniversaries of 9-11, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. and every year I've gone, oh yeah, that's, it's a day that we should all acknowledge it and just remind ourselves and, you know, watch the ceremonies they have in New York and X, Y, Z. Um, but doing this show on it, mm. and I don't know whether it was 20 years, made it, more powerful or not? Probably you can answer that for me. But, but I, I, I couldn't quite believe how upset I got. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. I think, like you said, this a first for for a couple us, of us, for yeah. a few of us to hear. Yeah. And I totally agree with you, Alice. That it was so emotional and didn't for a second think it would be that much. I think it's so interesting how it's like life's like that, isn't it? Until you're kind of it, something comes into your ward, and obviously this has happened, and we all know it happened, 9-11, but until it, it sort of bears more re relevance because of the fact that we're in the show and we're mm -hmm. in that world yeah. and that space every I mean, you, every but you night. have like a specific track that That's really That's right, and um, my, my track in there, having to deal with, in my track, the loss of a son, or, you know, any kind of loss with 9-11, yeah. it's, it was so, so, so emotional. And I was asked to read the Fireman's Prayer and just made me, it just makes you just think about loss. And you put yourself in the shoes yeah, a bit more, oh, don't 100%. you? Yeah, 100%. And I think I get there anyway every day, putting myself in those shoes. <clears throat> but also that felt so poignant to have actual words that would have been read out when the, there was a memorial. And yeah, to sort of celebrate, mm. I suppose, the mm. life and to think about people putting their life on the line like that. That's what I kind of was, was quite sort of sad for me, I think, that day, you know, putting your life, on, you know, having to put your life on mm. the line for other people. Mm. Mm. I think also the fact that this is our job. Our job is to tell this story. And we are all aware, very much aware, especially from um, when we started rehearsing the show, of how emotional a subject matter this is and we're going on that stage eight times a week and performing this and we have that responsibility of getting through it mm. and not being so encumbered with all the emotion that comes with mm. that so I think there's a level of um, it's not like we're, we're dampening it but we're just we've got our guard up a little bit when we're doing the show in terms of keeping that emotion away from us mm -hmm. and I think with it being September 11th on that day, with the media coming out with all of the remembrance um, footage and and reading about things in the in the papers and documentaries and stuff, the poignance of that day, I think, hit us. Well, it definitely hit me mm. more than I thought it would do. Mm. And each of the lines were just so much more relevant yeah. to yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. But the audience that chose to come to the theatre on that day as well, mm. I mean, the sh I always think a show is half us and half them anyway. Mm. It's them that creates the atmosphere, the to and fro between us. And I just think what hit me most was the wave of support oh, mm. and sort of unity yes. with the people who were in the auditorium as well. And they were all there 
not to have their private moment, which they could easily have been if they'd mm. been affected by September the mm. 11th. It could easily have been them coming to pay their private respects or something like that, but mm. they weren't. Everybody was there to say, this is us together now. Yeah, I, d I, I didn't lovely. know what to expect. I think we've been told it could they could be quiet. really quiet yeah. mm. or they could be... You know, fine and normal, and if not the best audience, and I felt like they were the best audience yeah. ever. Yeah. 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 And I was quite—I suppose I would say—I was shocked at that because I yeah. thought. And I remember seeing—I can't remember if it was, a, it was a matinee in the evening because we had two shows, but there was one guy in the front row that was absolutely sobbing like uncontrollably yeah. at yeah. the yeah. end, and yet laughing all the way through the show, yeah. um, at, at, because it's you know it has lots of comedy in it. The show, and I was like, so that's what it can do right there. It can be yeah. really cathartic, yeah, yeah, for sure, and emotional, and yet at the same time you've had you know a, a really fun in a way day remembering these this wonderful story yeah which i was just really shocked at i don't think i was expecting it i think mm -hmm. there's a i think there's a thing as well with our audience as well especially on that day because we had some people we had such a mix of people we've got people who are fans of the show we've got people who and some people who were involved directly because yeah. we mm -hmm. had some plane some people mm -hmm. who were on planes mm -hmm. um and it is it's a shared experience there's something and and also let's not forget that this is that the art that Ours is a show about what came next and what the counterculture that came from it. Mm. And the evening performance especially, the f I found the matinee was really, really emotional. I felt mm, like it yeah. was a really... Um, but, and then the evening performance still had that emotion, but there was like a sense of celebration about yeah. it. Mm. And I think the celebration, and this is where it ties into what's going, in, what's going on now with kind of how people are reacting post-COVID and all the things that have been going on there, like another global world event that affected mm -hmm. loads of people. It's the counterculture, and that's the thing that people are celebrating. And that is okay to celebrate. It doesn't take away from the fact that what happened was awful and yeah. tragic and mm -hmm. evil and all those things. Mm -hmm. But it's okay to celebrate the good things that come out of it because they're a completely separate thing. Mm -hmm. How they were caused or what they came from is a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, for me, was something that was so wonderful about it. Yeah. You know, you get your moment where you're, where we look at the screens and we watch it, and that's the moment that really roots it in this specific event, mm. um, and also other stories that go on throughout it. Yeah. But the whole show is a celebration of the next bit, yeah. which is really important. Cool. Yeah. Let's chat about where we were. Mm. Yeah. Then I know, so I was in A-level English and I really remember because it was those TVs, you didn't have TVs in every classroom, so that you had to, you, they were on wheels, remember those big TVs yeah. that were on wheels that they dragged into yeah. different classes? Okay. No so she, and uh, Mrs, um, this, you know, I hasn't got a memory of it. <laughs> what, you don't mean that not everyone had an iPad? Um, no, um, and she wheeled it in and she said, we're not doing English Day, Mrs Woodward, um, I remember, and she said, we're not doing English Day, you need to watch this, and obviously it was nine o'clock in the morning. So we were watching it as it happened. And I, we went home not long after it, maybe a couple of hours later because mm. school was cancelled. Um, and that was in Cumbria. Mm. How interesting yeah. That, yeah. that they felt the need oh, ca cancelled. for you to watch wow. it. Yeah, I don't know if that was, if, it, if they did that to much younger years, but we were, we were 17, 17, about to turn, I was about yeah, to turn 18. Yeah. Yeah. There was only three of us in that class and we were all best friends, funnily enough, doing English. Mm. And uh, yeah, and she did. And she went, no, we're stopping it. And, it, and yeah, I, I, I've never really thought about that, but mm. I think, you know, we were in, as I say, we were in Cumbria, which is, if no one knows, like, you know, you're nearly in Scotland, you're so far north in England. Um, in the middle of nowhere, we were yeah. countryside, mm. and yet it was, this is, this is globally important enough yes. for a small mm. town in Cumbria mm. for the English class to, to, to watch, yeah. and How you have to watch this live. Yeah. How did you feel, obviously, because, you know, you're, you're 17, mm. you are 
you're in school, you're watching this in in a non-comfortable place. You're not you're not at home. Yes, yes, yes. You know, you haven't yeah. got family members around you. That that level of support that you probably would necessarily want at that time. How did you feel around your, with your classmates at that point? I, I think it, I, I don't think we really took it in. You were like, I have to be watching a movie because if mm. you if you watch any yeah. disaster movie mm. um, over the last twenty years, it looks pretty similar mm. to what we had what we witnessed that day. Yeah. So I yeah. think I was just this can't be real I don't you know you can't really compute it when I, you're that yeah. far away so well. and at think, that age I think I felt that the, the age thing is a massive reason why I think understanding what that means mm. at a similar age to Alice a few years older I was very much like this is this is I don't understand I don't, yeah. how this happened. Words like terrorism or anything like that were pretty new to me, I'd say, in my late teens. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, something that was, yeah. of course, you can see that Especially there's something bad has happened. But in the first instance, I remember feeling like, I've got no idea mm. what this is all about. And I think that the age has got a massive thing to do with that, that almost in the, in the years past when you've gone older and now you read the news and you've mm. maybe more plugged into politics and other stuff, then it almost gained weight in yeah, meaning sure. as it yeah. went mm -hmm. along, or as you then said, oh, okay, America, I've got family there, are they okay? Or if it, if yeah. it was personal to you mm. in, that, in that way, then it became okay. more of a, yeah. yeah. So I was 15, so. <laughs> I was at school, but I was at, you know, what's that, secondary school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't sent home. I don't think we were even told. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously it happened early in the day, so like, had no Absolutely. idea, got yeah. home like 15, late developer, wanted to watch my cartoons, yeah. turned on the TV, no cartoons on any mm. channel, it was Anything, all this yeah. thing. And there was only I, probably about four channels, five channels yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for I sure. So, yeah. No, so, no, we, don't, know, we, we didn't even five. have channel five. No, 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 It's a bit grainy. Yeah, so I remember, and I was there and I was watching it and I thought, because I wasn't, I don't remember, because I was only five, when the kind of the big thing from before that, I've been told since was the IRA stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I don't remember that. But either. I was five. I, did, I don't remember mm. any of that. No. And I remember watching it. And again, it was like watching a film because I had no concept of what was going on. And I hadn't heard the word terrorism before. No. And I remember that really hitting yeah. the word terror. That's interesting. Mm. And that was what it felt like. But I yeah. remember it being a slow progression yeah. of watching it and then going, oh, hang on a second, I need to watch it again. Oh, hang on, what is this? What is this I'm watching? And because I'd experienced nothing like it before, mm. and I was from this little village in the middle of Cambridgeshire, you know, where nothing really that terrible happened, mm -hmm. it was the first time that I was like, wow, okay, this is massive, mm. yeah. and it's past anything that I have any reference point yeah. up to this point. So I remember it feeling really like, I think, and I think I watched it for a long time. Yeah, I remember watching it. Just watching the footage yeah, that was just replaying it. on the news. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I barely remember where I was, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Yeah. How old were you? Go I was... Were you born? Eight. I was, were you yeah. born? Okay. I was, yeah. So I was born? eight, um, uh, <laughs> and I had I was in my first days of, of primary school, yeah. and I'm pretty sure, I don't know whether I've kind of imagined it in my head, but I'm pretty sure that there was a TV above the reception that just always had the news on. Mm. And I remember not knowing about it on the day, um, but hearing about it from my pa parents, and um, when you saw the, f you, you know, you, you couldn't avoid the footage at all. When you saw it, you, d you just felt numb. We were mm. particularly because, you know, we were in, we were in London mm. and it, 
it felt like something that was distant, yeah. but I could feel um, a tenseness, a nervousness with all of the adults around yes. me. Yeah, mm. for and sure. And that was what really, really kind At of hit me. as well. I mean, yeah. that's a lot. Do you, is, yeah. do you remember how your parents spoke to you about it, how they brought it up to you? Yeah, it was, uh, it was we have this, um, we always have this time um, after dinner where, you know, we have three little chairs in our living room and we sat, sit in the living room Stop and there's, it. there's often, we'll often like play some jazz or some Motown as we all like read our books and stuff. So, <laughs> That's really right? Obsessed with But then there's... there's <laughs> Tate, <laughs> just but, play a bit of jazz. Getting a picture here of your life. <laughs> that, that when something important needed to be, t you know, said, the music went off and then we had this conversation and I remember them saying that this has happened and I remember us having, what I remember in particular is a few weeks later us having um, me asking them about a few things that had kind of come up in conversation at school afterwards and one of the things was um, about religion and because my dad's side of um, my family was um, Muslim mm. before, and my, my dad converted to Christianity um, before I was born. But everything that I knew of, of Islam was about peace mm -hmm. and love. Mm -hmm. And the rhetoric mm -hmm. around the world was not reflecting that. Yeah. And I remember having these discussions and saying, I don't, I don't understand mm. what, what the things that I'm hearing at school, the things that I'm, that, that, you know, I'm hearing on the TV and I'm seeing on the TV, what, what is going on? Mm. And it was those um, conversations that made me uh, nervous and, and scared. And um, it was, the f I think it was the first time that um, my parents talked about the idea of being othered. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, and that was quite terrifying. Um, and then as, you know, the anniversaries built up, um, I started to know more about what had happened and you were seeing the, um, the impact, you know, negative mostly, but, you know, some, you know, some beautiful stories of heroism and, um, and, and, and kindness coming out of it. But it was a, I do remember it, there being a shift in every single adult around me, particularly because we were in London and, you know, there, there was a global impact, of course, mm -hmm. but in big cities, everyone was terrified about what's next. Well, also, yeah. because you say a really good line in the show that yeah. I think we sort of dramatise and we sort of take, take the mick out of, but yeah. in a way, I think... There were hours afterwards where we thought, this is like when you say World War Three, it's World War Three. Yeah. 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 And and no joke. Like there was yeah. like is this does is this, this is it now? That's the thing I remember most. That is the thing I remember most. I remember I was I wasn't at my home mm -hmm. at that point, which was in London. I live already lived in London because I'm a little bit older than everybody at this point. I was in my mid twenties, so I was already living in London and working and my I was already married. My husband mm -hmm. I'm not married to him anymore. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah. my husband I, I, at the time, <laughs> that's a different round table <laughs> talk <talk-talk>, to <laughs> 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 It's like therapy. My husband at the time was working at the Globe Theatre, and that's all I remember. Was still trying to ring him on the landline because you mobiles were so expensive and you yeah. couldn't yeah. use it. So I got this text, yeah. and I'm like, trying to ring him on the landline, going, "Don't go into London, please. Mm. Don't go 
going to London. They're saying it might hit every yep. capital city. Yeah. That's the thing. And I just, it was, that was the terrifying thing. That was going to hit London. It's going to hit Milan. It's going to hit Frankfurt. Well, yeah, no, one, no one knew. No one knew. I, My mum goes. Sorry, I was yeah. like, I was working at the time. I was, um, I was doing a show. I was doing Lion King at the time. And um, I remember we were in the middle of a rehearsal and we had a break and I went up to the company office to ask a question and it was just silent. And everyone was just staring at the TV mm. and I looked and then the, the first plane had been attacked, the first, the first tower had been attacked yeah. and we're just watching, thinking, oh my gosh, this accident has just happened, this is so terrible. Um, and thinking, just like you said, this is a movie. It feels like it's a movie. Mm -hmm. This is some, you know, Steven Spielberg sort of special effects. And then the second tower got hit. Mm. And we saw it live. Mm. And there was just, it's like the ground opened up. Mm. And that level of disbelief turned into absolute fear. Mm -hmm. No, because everybody knew. Nobody well, then needed it was an attack. Well, then yeah. it was an attack. No one needed anyone to tell us that. We knew it was an attack. We didn't know it wasn't yeah, at that before. point. Yeah. It's so funny you say but no one knew, because my mum told me a story recently, because in the run-up to doing this talk, I, I felt the need to kind of speak mm. to family and friends about mm. where they were and what they were doing. And my mum said, I remember perfectly, she was in Barbados at the time visiting family, and she was due to fly back home to London that same day as well. Right. And she said to me that her, my aunt called her and was pleading with her, don't travel home, was mm. so scared for her that something's gonna happen to you, this has happened, something's gonna happen, please don't fly home. And my mum was just very much like, no, I'm gonna fly, it's gonna be absolutely fine. And she did fly and it was fine. But you know that, like you said, that wow. terror of, we don't know who this is gonna hit, is it how many more sure. planes are gonna, you yeah. know? And yeah, it's not knowing was, it, yeah, yeah it, it's it, the start of something, yeah, unfortunately it's something that you're having to consider, which before that nobody necessarily, or at least us, mm. we, we weren't considering. It also felt, just like you were saying, how you noticed that there was a change in all the adults around you. In the capital at that time, in London at that point, you know, it's very much a tourist place. Mm. But then literally within 24 hours, those streets had emptied mm. so quickly because everybody was trying to get home. Everybody mm. was trying to call their families and no one wanted to leave the house or no one wanted to come into centre of London. Mm. I remember doing a show the night of 9-11 that day, they ended up putting it on and the auditorium was half mm. because the tourists just, like, they went. They had, to, they had tried to get home, they tried to leave, they wanted to be somewhere away from the, the unsafe capital. So that was the feeling then, so I suppose, you know, 20 years has happened now, we're 20 years later. Mm. What has been the change, has there been any change now over time in terms of the resonance or the way that you feel about what happened then? I think life yeah. changed. Mm. Life Every, the way everybody approached everything. Well, there's practical mm. changes, aren't there? Just yeah. Airport but, security. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actual things came in. You were probably yeah. terrified of flying, and actually, yeah. from those moments on, they were the safest you could fly mm. because the, everything security-wise was yeah, at least ramped bumped up, up to, yeah. to. I mean, you know, especially in the the direct aftermath of it. Mm. Um, whether that's maybe the same now, I don't know. But I mean, at least it's you know it's relatively safe. Them, but. I don't know. I, for me, it was very different because, as I say, I grew up in a, mm. uh, in, a in Cumbria, and so I, 
I think I feel it's maybe unfair, and I might get attacked by Cumbrians, but I, I felt like, like a couple of days after that, it was, yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's like normal. It's normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, if that's an age thing, as in maybe, because yeah. I, I would say the same. At fifteen, it was kind of like it was a, it was a, probably the closest hitting piece of news, mm. and it was a big thing, and I knew it was a big deal. But there was a sense of it's a piece of news, and once that piece of news, and obviously that experience as a someone in a little village somewhere is very different from someone living on Manhattan yeah. or someone who was directly affected. Or someone living in London. Uh, yeah, well, well, that's the thing. Sure. I, you know, London is a very multicultural city. Um, and, you know, before this happened, it wasn't uncommon to see people walking around on a tube, walking around the streets, wearing the traditional religious um, mm. outfit, their garbs or whatever. And I know with with a lot of what was in the media, because there was there was good media and there definitely was bad media. As, I don't remember as there any always good is. And <laughs> you could not escape the the message of you need to now be vigilant. Yeah. You need to suspect For everybody. Sure. You suspect and there everyone. was this level of Islamophobia yeah. that that basically was created. Yeah. And I used to sit on I remember sitting on a train very vividly sitting on a train and this guy had come in and he I think he had just come from the mosque and he um was wearing his his clothes and literally people got up and moved wow. out of the carriages. And then people were the, the train was very much packed apart from the three or four seats next to him. Yeah. And I just thought, this is what people, people is, this is what's making people, yeah. what's making them do. It's, it, and it is, I mean, it's just, it's heartbreaking to, to think and feel that. And like, you understand why that is. And obviously you've got a media source telling you what's happened. You know what's happened. Mm. But that there's something so, like you said, especially living in London, like for me as well, I'm London born and bred. I live in East London. I've always grown up around, obviously I'm black in, in, in my sense, my family, I'm ethnic, I'm an other anyway. But, and I've always, I've grown up in an area that's also the same. So people that absolutely would be my friends, I'd walk down and see lots of people in different colors and I'm not thinking a minute about anything that you could be doing anything bad to me or want mm. to do anything bad to anyone mm. around me. And then to have that, like you said, because even as an ethnic minority, I probably felt the same thing, you know, going, mm. oh, I'm a little bit nervous about that brown person next to me, mm. when that's not with the bag. The, yeah. Probably the brown person plus bag, maybe, yeah. because it was, again, you were so vigilant of backpacks. Bags and were, yeah. Bags were suddenly this and big still are, actually, you know, and yeah. still are. Like, these things don't... And I think the thing that stays with me over the time, like you said, security, all these things, they don't... They don't go back to what they were, which there's, again, there's probably reasons for that, but also there's a sadness in that to me, yeah. that you're, you're never, you're never again, um, Gonna look in at gonna, yeah, innocent, 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 that. innocent. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Things like that. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna you're see never an empty bag and you're gonna go, yeah. oh, someone's left a gym here. Yeah. No, you're gonna go, you, has that got a bomb? It in goes it? to yeah. something that's negative. That's yeah. uh yeah. that's uh, yeah. that's the yeah. sad yeah. thing about yeah. all of in this way. to me. You know? Is there anything the good fears. though that we can carry forward to deal with What's the good? See now the good that I I always come back to when I think about what happened if if you've watch any of Actually, it's a line that said in Love Actually, random, you know, stay with me, stay with me. It's the opening where, and and he says, you know, you know, they're talking about love, obviously Love Actually is about love, and he says, what was, what what did, when people were on the planes and they thought their plane had been 
you know, hijacked mm -hmm. and they were they were calling home or they were calling they didn't call their neighbor to say I PS I really hate you for not putting your bins out on time mm. they didn't yeah. you know they didn't call their biggest enemy and say you know I, I just want to say I hate you what they did was call everyone they love and told them they love them mm. and um, and no doubt that's what people did that they were locked in the buildings as well and they all just went I just want to call you know what what do we say in the show what's the first thing that all the people in the planes want to do is they want to f get to a phone and tell, yeah. call their loved ones and I think that is what I try and grab hold of is that our first thought and I, I say R as a general sort of global thing um, when something terrible is happening um, is oh I just want to make sure the people that I love are okay, mm. or I want to tell them at least that I love them just before, you know, mm. the walls cave in or whatever. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. amazing that we actually, that that's our first thought. It's mm. not about hatred, it's no. about love. Yeah. And, and actually that thought probably extends to even strangers in that moment. Totally. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you were in a I want to know space you, where yeah. someone that we, you didn't even know next to you, I'm sure yeah. you would hold their hand and be like, if yes. we're going yeah. down, we're going down together and it's all love. Yeah. Like it would yeah. be, even yeah. to people you didn't know, probably in that moment there would have been, yeah. Just together. And I think and I think disasters like that, and you know, and, and yeah, okay, we, the, the disasters that come out of it, and the and the pain and the worry that came out of it, just try and focus on that. And mm. I think um, that's what my sister always what, says. Is it? Look for the well. She she says that, but then she also says, just look for the helpers. That's my favourite mm. thing about anything <laughs> bad that we ever have to see on TV. I will say to my six-year-old. Yeah. This is done by hate, but look at all those look people rushing to help. Yeah. Look yeah. at those people, look at the ambulance people, um, look at the firemen, which is all I was thinking yeah, about when you yeah. read that fireman's prayer the other day. That. It doesn't mean that you're ignoring no, the terrible, no. yeah. you're just saying, you're just but let's, f let's Balancing yeah. it You're out. changing that, fo yeah. that focus. Is, um, well, because what, what is life if we're just looking at only yeah. the, the devastating aspects yeah. of yeah. it? Mm. There's an interesting it's horrible thing. horrible if we don't need to do yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah. I think there's an interesting thing with... Because um, I think there's a thing that we naturally want to do when something happens. And I think the more kind of... I mean, it's terrible, it, I'd even say this, but the more kind of aware we are that terrorism happens and will continue to happen, mm -hmm. because the, the world... Yeah. Um, there's... The, um, the, our reaction is no. We must be strong. We must be resilient. We must say no. We're going to keep going on the tube because you've done this. So mm. we're going to prove to you that you can't. We're not going to live our lives in fear because you've done this thing. Mm. There's an interesting thing that happens in the show, um, which your character says, which uh, and uh, paraphrasing because I barely know my own part. <laughs> <laughs> but when she says um, that she's found love, she's found this amazing thing, and she goes but I'm very aware that we only met because this terrible mm, thing yeah. happened. Yeah. And that's, you and know, there is a grieving that, yeah. process. Mm. There is something that we, you know, because we can have this amazing thing where we all rally together and we all help each other out, which is fantastic and is brilliant. Of course it is, and mm. that's something to be celebrated. But there is still a grieving process. Yeah. We have well, there's to an element go. of survivor's guilt, isn't it? I suppose of that's what you're thinking of, yeah. yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. like, oh, gosh. And, yeah. Um, but that, that brings, I think, that brings us really well to, to what come from away means yeah, to us yeah. then. Mm -hmm. And what, because we're talking about love being, you know, and you talk about the helpers, that's a brilliant yeah, thing to remember because what, what are the people of Newfoundland? They're yeah. the, the ultimate helpers. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're yeah. just, it's the only thing they do know, I think. It's, it's just, I, well, yeah. all I do is I go straight into help mode yeah. is what they yeah. do. And we all play uh, characters within those, those help sort of roles, um, as well as our people that were suffering from the, the from the people from the planes and mm, the people that sure. were suffering directly. 
And so I think that's what's that for me is I, I always think when people say come from ways about 9-11, I always say that's a bit of a dud call, really. Mm. It's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a bum steer because yes, okay, it wouldn't have existed, as we've already said, it wouldn't exist without 9-11, but actually it's not really about it at all. No. Um, and the heart of it and the story and the message of it is is about what we're saying, which is you know, kindness, love, Humanity, small acts, yeah. small acts yeah. of... Yeah. Uh, there was yeah. something interesting kindness. that came up in an interview that they did recently um, when they were t uh, for the American, for the, for the Broadway show, and they were talking about the fact that we multicast and we play different parts. Mm. It hadn't occurred to me that that's because it's to make the point that it is just people. Just, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't matter. Like, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a group of people, and, and I think that is something wonderful. And also, is, and, and doing stuff... Whenever you talk to a Newfoundlander and you talk to them about what they did, they will always say, "We didn't do it. Do anything from trying. We didn't do anything. Mm. We just yeah. literally did. Yeah. They had to do something, and that is, and that's yeah. the same as what you were saying about like if you're there and someone needs their hand hold, hold, holding, you hold the hand. You just hold the hand. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. why wouldn't you? Because yeah. we're humans and that's we want it. to support each other. Yeah. yeah. You see someone shivering, you go and get them a jacket, or you go and make them a hot cup of coffee yeah. or a tea. Mm -hmm. It's that for sure. How long after September 11th, 2001, was it that you heard about what the people of Gander had actually done? Can I just say, literally when I came to see the show, <laughs> yes. say, yeah. 2018, mm. like real talk, I was walking into the auditorium, I came to see it on my own because I knew that you were in it, mm -hmm. and some other, one or two other cast members, and I was like, I've got no idea that this happened. Zero. No one has any idea. Yeah. I and it's funny when obviously this, this is what happened. As in, like, yeah. not, not the yeah. particular event, but you go, obviously the planes had to land somewhere. Obviously there was yeah. more than yeah, just no those two. No one thought about them. No. Literally. No one, well, the media definitely yeah, didn't Yeah, and this is it. There. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Of course, there, there must have been somewhere on some news channel some good stories, but mm. the vast majority would not have been celebrating anything and maybe again that's because we're in the UK the news we're getting is UK news in the States I'm sure on more local channels they were getting more I, of this story I don't earlier think on did because yeah. I think um, the writers when they went when they were looking at writing a musical about it, they were actually going to do Beverly Bass yeah right and they said oh she's brilliant because she's the first female mm. captain in America that's great what a great story that is oh she actually landed in Gander let's go there oh, and yes. find out some stories oh my god oh, yeah, exactly. my <laughs> musical. Yeah. Right. that that's was exactly, the journey yeah. right. so not even they yeah. really knew oh, until true. they sort of you know, until these people started saying, hold on, we were there for five days and it was amazing, actually, we had the most amazing five days and we feel terrible saying that, but we kind of did. Absolutely yeah. mind-blowing in the sense of the sheer number of people yeah. that landed. It. And I know that's it's not a lot the population. in... population. Yeah, exactly. And it's a lot of people that would have been there, which is just crazy to think mm. that that didn't make some kind of <laughs> like huge news story. Yeah, yeah. yeah, why was there not like a huge? Yeah, that's right. A yeah, big, wasn't... big deal that came because out. They didn't make a fuss. <laughs> because they didn't. That's true. It's true. It was. It was. That's yeah. what they naturally do. They yeah. were always naturally. I mean, because they're, they're, that's where they are. They're on this little island, and they're they're stuck with their fellow neighbours. Mm. So if one person is in trouble, they go and help them out. You know, that's, that's the culture they've grown up with. Mm. And strangely enough, that culture and what happened over those five days after, after September 11th is the lesson of how to be in humanity. Well, I was going to yeah. say, do you think it's told us, I mean, we're in it, do you think it tells audiences when they watch it? Oh, that we should all be a little bit more like that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because and it, it does. does to me. Yeah. People, I've, I know lots of people who've come to see the show and immediately gone, right, what can I do? Yeah. 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 
yeah. the, the, even just like the pay it forward, which is the, the you know the campaign that was started. Um, uh, you know, the, you know, yeah, by Kev T. And it, I think, and we still do it now, and that's amazing. And I think that I think people go, oh my gosh, I want to do something like that, even if yeah. it's just to do something a little bit kind that day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, it doesn't have to be a hundred pounds. It's just to do a, an act of kindness yeah. to move that forward. Because I definitely think it's taught. I keep saying, I say, God, if we we're all just a little bit more Newfoundland, the mm. world would be a yeah. nicer place. Definitely. Has it? Has the show? Being in the show, watching the show, hearing the stories about what it's about, has that given, I don't want to say the word closure because it didn't actually directly affect us that much, but has it changed what you feel about not September 11th? I think I see it as two different things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As in, I know that sounds, might sound bizarre, but I, it's, I have to, I can't mix the two. Um, I, I can't mix something that is, uh, that specific event with this specific brilliant thing that came out of it. Mm. And I think the good thing that happens because of that is it means that this particular show is about September September 11th. But the, the, what the show, the message of the show, what the show is trying to actually get from their audience is directly um, relatable to the, to the situation we've just had, to COVID, to something, something huge, something that affects so many different people. And so because of that, we can do the same thing. We can put that thing, that model of, of, of helping each other and of kind of going, right, okay, this terrible thing's happened. What can we do to make these, to get these people back on track? Yeah. You know, and that's, and, and this is where, and it's all on a scale, isn't it? Like, mm. that's what random acts of kindness are, is that they're, st they're still like little things that just make someone's day better. Yeah. Mm. And obviously it's a much, much more, uh, it's a much more heightened version of it when something terrible, terrible happens. But, it, but there are versions of it uh, across the scale which are kind of plantable in... I, I would yeah. say for me it has kind of... No, I would disagree with you, darling. No, go for it. Discussion, that's Round what we've table. got to do. <laughs> Round square table. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I would say it has kind of bookended, if I, uh, I maybe don't mean that, but it's made me go, I, I feel like I've I've done what I can to to tell the story, this really important life event mm. again. Yeah. You know, so I feel like it does do that for me because I don't think I ever did because I was so young. And I don't think many people will ever get mm. to. Do you know what I mean? It's, you know, so it kind of, for me, does make me go, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad I got to acknowledge that and say thanks and commemorate those people that, that lost their lives and commemorate the people that, um, and sorry, and, and celebrate the people that, that saved lives and, and helped yeah. afterwards. Yeah. It kind of makes me go, yeah, I feel like I've done something there. Yeah. <laughs> it's my job. Um, yeah. But it does make me feel like, oh yeah, I did that and I feel like, you know, I've remembered them. Yeah. Yeah. More than I would have done if I hadn't done the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. I, think it's yeah. I feel like it's reprogrammed my gut reaction to yeah. hearing Completely the word sure. September the 11th. Yeah. Yeah. Now when oh, I hear yeah. September the 11th, I think of warmth, I think of care, yeah. I how think lovely. Of people being kind yeah, to each yeah. other. That's what I yeah. think about, and I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm yeah. so grateful to them for writing it. It's funny, looking back, right, everything that happened at September 11th and what that has done in terms of how it's changed the world and how it's changed people's perception of their own community and getting to know your neighbour and looking out for each other. I've noticed that from tragedies following that, with our own terrible tragedy in, mm. in London, 7-7, um, Grenfell Tower, mm -hmm. Towers mm. um, and with Covid and mm. other like Manchester bombing and stuff like that, 
that level of community seems to hasten. It seems to come a bit quicker, quicker. Yeah. Yeah. than I actually remembered it ever happening yeah. before. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and I think what stories about that like come from away and the story it puts, it puts out there, I think it does change people's gut reaction, as you said, to, to terrible tragedies. We do look out for our fellow man. For sure. You know, we look out for each other, we call our friends, we call our family, we see how we're doing. And if we don't have anybody, what can we do? Yeah. The level of charity um, has, I think it's changed from what it used to be 20 plus years ago with sitting down at TV, watching something on a television, oh, call this number and donate yeah. two pounds. Sure. It's changed into something a little bit more proactive. That's what right. can I physically I do, do now? now? And I wonder if part of the reason for that is when it was just news, when we got all our news from the news, yes. it was reporting on the terrible things and yeah. the bad things, and they have a duty to report those things and to report them accurately. Whereas now, because we've got social media as well and people can talk about, people can talk about the little stories, mm -hmm. as in like, I'm not diminishing what it is, but as in the stories that the news wouldn't necessarily yeah. immediately gravitate yeah. towards. Mm -hmm. So maybe we're more aware of those things and we can be inspired yeah. Yeah. more. We can choose we the stories that we, sure. yeah, that we we want to listen and hear, don't we? Absolutely. We've got much more carte blanche to say, right, I don't want to listen to just this one view. I've got this view, this view, and this view. You know, I, I, I subscribe to a page on Insta called Good news, I think. Yeah. Yeah, one of those, like, good news. And yeah, the, yeah. I mean, the stories that are on there, they just so literally nice. can brighten your day. It can yeah. be the silliest thing about ducks or yeah. something <laughs> totally random, and you're just I like, I am so I'm happy so now pleased. for the rest yeah. of the day. Yeah. I'm yeah. really happy that, yeah. you know. Yeah. But how do you, how do you see people reacting to when they come and see the show? Have, have, like, have any of you guys, I know I have, but have any of you guys had experiences at Stage Door or around in life where people have found out that you're doing the show or they've watched you in the show and they said, I was there? I had the guy that, um, that gave Beverly Bass the phone um, when she, that she calls her husband on the plane. Oh. He came, yeah, in the first, uh, when I did it just before COVID hit. Mm. Um, and he just, he sort of grabbed me at stage door and just went, hi, I just need to say, I just, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm the passenger that gave her the phone. And what it makes, what it made me do, and I think if anyone else did it as well, I would, I just went, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. You know, because yeah. it just made me go, it's, if it's real then, I'm yeah. really telling it's a real it's story. It's that, isn't it's, it? It's, it's true. It, yeah. Um, yeah. And, it, and, that, and so, it. so, so yeah, I, and he's come so many times. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's, it, I'm not the first one he would have seen, but it's just, yeah, you do, you suddenly go, wow. And I remember, um, uh, Jenna actually tended telling me a story and she came out once and there was some ladies standing there and they were sort of really trying to catch their breath and speaking to her and she just went you you mentioned um chip yeah and she went sorry and they went oh sorry she went charles we were we worked with him a number of times on different mm. flights yeah um and i've said charles burningham who, who lost his life and he yeah. was the pilot of the plane that went into pentagon and they were sort of like really trying and it's just, it was just amazing just to hear his name said out loud mm. in the show and it was just obviously very, very difficult. But, and yeah, I say I go back to that cathartic kind of quality to the show. You know, I'm sure it's very cathartic for them. Mm. Yeah. Hard, but it keeps maybe it, it's, keeps a, it a, yeah. alive. there for them and keeps him alive yeah. and keeps all the And also remembering it in a way that they're choosing to remember That's it right. as well, yeah. like, as in yeah. how they want to process it. Mm. But I, I, I get a lot of friends come and see it who mm. haven't, don't know the story or whatever, and they will see me afterwards. So say it's about, what, 10, 10 minutes after the show's finished, and they'll start speaking about it, and then they'll get upset all over again. Mm. Yeah. Do you get that? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And they're like, so, and it was 
was just so nice. And you yeah. just, and you go, my God, you're still living it, aren't you? Yeah. Like right yeah, now yeah, you're yeah. still, because it does, it's the impact yeah. is beyond the initial response you get. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, and I, I, I do love that about it, I think. And that just shows to me that it stays with you yeah. for much longer than, um, than just that applause at the end of the I show. I mean, what a what privilege that we get to retell this yeah. true story. Yeah, sure. true. And you know, I don't know if I've, I've never, so far in my career, told a story that's been a true story. And this just the feels... Lion King is definitely, definitely true. It's 100% true. Apart from yeah. Lion King. Yeah, yeah. Lion King yeah that story. feels to me, and it's so new still, for me as a journey, like, I feel massively privileged to be mm. telling this story. Yeah. Because it is, it's, it's, it's real. And you have those moments on stage or after stage when you're meeting people and you're yeah. like, oh, this is... This is real. And people this are rushing nothing. back because yeah. it is a parable for, like, uh, there are lessons. People want that. People want yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. What, what, what would you want, what would your hope be for people to actually take away from the show? What, what lessons or what, what message would you like people to actually take from the show when they watch it? I think two, two main messages. I mean, there are so many, but, you know, two main messages are are one that in the face of disaster, um, you know, global catastrophe, the only response is generosity mm. and kindness and being welcoming and assisting, helping. Mm. It's that, that is the only way to, to combat against, you know, acts that are disastrous and evil and, um, and I think that that is what the show does in such a tangible way. I think that message is only clear when, you know, September 11th stops being of, um, a, a, an image of planes and buildings and becomes yeah. uh, about people. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. And yeah. the moment you realise that it's people and people watch the show and they, they the one word that just kind of pops up all the time afterwards is true, true, because it's true, mm -hmm. especially for people who, um, you know, at the time when it happened, only saw, like we've all been saying, it was, it didn't seem real, it was a movie, mm -hmm. and yeah, suddenly yeah. as soon as you put people yeah. in front of you, you're like, it's true, it's real. And then the second message, um, I, I think, is that you can't, um, you, you can't make assumptions on who someone is based on what they look like, yeah. what they may, um, where they may appear to be from. Like, mm -hmm. every, everyone is an individual. And I think, you know, the, the show does that beautifully in its narrative, but also in the, the technique of us playing multiple characters. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, there are moments in, <laughs> in the show where you're not sure who a, a character is introduced, but you're not sure who that person is. Mm. Every single time I, um, the show happens and you are introduced, I, and, I, and I'm walking in the darkness, I know that people think that I am the person from the Middle East until mm. the spotlight comes on you. Mm. And it's, it's about challenging people's yeah. Biases. expectations, yeah, yeah, their yeah, biases, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and the show does that beautifully, yeah. beautifully yeah. well. Mm -hmm. It's about knowing that, you know, if someone is described in, in one way, you don't automatically go to that person who you think yeah. 
matches that description. It's, yeah. it's constantly challenging your views because we are programmed yeah. by society to mm -hmm. think certain things mm -hmm. and it's about tackling those. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are mm. a, a very long way of saying <laughs> the two things, main messages yeah. that I hope yeah, people great. take from the show. Mm. Yeah. Wow. What hopes do we have then for like the world that we Ooh. now live in? 20 years old. <laughs> That's a big one, isn't it? Gosh. You know, we've just been through, mm. you know, one of the worst years of mm -hmm. pretty much all our lives mm. since probably, you know, since something like this. It's a most, you know, it's an elongated catastrophe, really, mm. for us all. And I think... And I think what can, can upset me a little bit is when I see that it, that's almost forgotten about instantly. It's like, you know, and people suddenly go into being really angry at someone on the tube or, you know, and, uh, and it instantly goes back to Londoners, you know, because mm, Londoners yeah. can be a little bit, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, I could be it on a prickly. How dare you? You know, on, a, you know, on <laughs> escalator, when someone stands at the top of an escalator, I'm still really living. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Just keep moving, guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I get angry at myself that I've, I've gone straight back to that because yeah. I was in London where Absolutely. literally no one was on escalators, mm. yeah. you know, and now people are back on them, I'm livid again, yeah. you know, and all I wanted was them there, like six months ago, yeah. Um, and um, and so I have to catch myself, and so I, I, I consider myself in this group that I'm talking about, but um, I want us all to, I, I feel, just kind of remember and honour what it was and, and try and change our view on it, because, you know, as I say, we, we can all be so angry all the time, we can all just get so caught up in our day-to-day -day lives and actually we've just been through a terrible year so let's yeah. all be a bit kinder to each other because yeah. it's been a terrible year yeah. and I've and it's like you can forget about the terribleness really easily yeah. very easily and and actually we sort of should always remind ourselves and not to be depressed and sad and cry every day to remind ourselves that come on it we can all be a bit nicer to each other Absolutely. and actually the day is a bit better for it yeah. mm. um, and I kind of and, and, and I want to try and teach myself that a little bit. Yeah. Um, my sentence is try and be a bit more Newfoundlander. And I think mm. as well, like, I mean, it's in the name, isn't it? We've been isolating mm. for yes. a year yeah. and a half. Yeah. And actually longer than that. I mean, yeah. my personal views are with, with socials and stuff, we've been becoming more isolated yeah. and yeah. more kind of yeah. insular That's and right. looking at things. And I felt like before this, before COVID happened anyway, we were starting to break through that and move into being more aware of others. And I think this, I really hope that we move into a stage where we break down those, those kind barriers. of self-imposed barriers that we've got. And we do ask questions and we, we're curious again because we've, you know, we went into, we fell into this awful trap of just having our own point of view and going, mm. if I shout about it loud enough, no one's going to argue me because I'm right. Mm. Like, hope, that's my hope. My hope is from any of these things that we get a little bit better at moving away from that yeah. quicker. Yeah. Maybe we need, like, a member of the Newfoundland community to, like, yeah. be an ambassador for Newfoundland and go to every single country in the world and do a TED talk yeah. and just yes. spread yeah. spread the Newfoundland love yeah. and hopefully... Love <laughs> I think we all have that, though. Yeah, yeah, I think we all have that because I think there's been moments in our lives, whether it be in your primary school class when you were six or whatever, you know, you've all had a moment where you felt like you belonged to a community and that if you fell down, somebody would pick you yeah. up. Yeah. We've yeah. all had it, whether it was for six months or for the yeah. whole of our lives. I was blessed to grow up in a small fishing community on the northeast coast, Fantastic. which was very, very like Newfoundland. So mm. when I read the musical, I was like, oh, this is... Yeah. 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 
but I think as I think if we can keep keying into that feeling of what it was like to be part of that and then recreating it for each other to remind each other when we're not doing it, mm. then yeah. That's how, it, that's how it spreads, happens, isn't it? That's how you keep it going. Yeah. And we're lucky to have an element of that doing what we do. Yeah, for, every day. Living, you know, that's yeah. what we're in. We, we are a community and we do kind of, especially in our show, we're in yeah. a community show, an ensemble show where we help each other out and if one person doesn't help the other person, it stops the show, literally. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So yeah. we kind of have that, but even we, like everyone needs that kind of that reminder, that little thing which just says, listen, just do a little bit better. Yeah. 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 A little bit better. I'm not going to help you, though, if you mess up the chairs. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know where the chairs are. I'll um, tell you what, though. That... That's that's a, I mean th I think that's a perfect place to kind of finish because I mean that's what this roundtable has kind of given me is that moment to reflect on being a little bit better mm. and remind myself of what is important um, and the the lessons that we learn from a show such as Come from for Come from Away. I mean, do you guys feel that as well? Yeah, I yeah. just I I'm just glad that we we get to be in a show that can act as a vehicle mm. to talk about poignant subjects like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hope that many, many more shows and theatre can be used um, in the same way for people to have, you know, these lessons yeah. kind of talked about mm. at the same time as having a great night. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It feels oh. so important, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Guys, isn't this been nice? It's been really lovely. And there you have it. Alice Fern, who plays Beverly and others, Harry Morrison playing Oz and others, Gemma Knight-Jones as Hannah and others, Kate Graham, who plays Diane and others, Sam Olidende playing Bob and others, and Jonathan Andrew Hume, who plays Kevin J, Allie and others, and the West End cast of Come From Away. And there's a reason Others is part of their credits, because the number of people that the cast members play is truly remarkable and something that really needs to be seen to be believed. And if you haven't seen it, please treat yourself to a magical evening at the Phoenix Theatre in London's West End in one of the most unbelievable stories of hope, love, friendship, and community that has ever been brought to the stage. Thank you for listening to this very special episode of Welcome to the Rock on the Curtain Call podcast, part of the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.